Welcome to the Brave Church Podcast. We're so glad you decided to join us. Wherever you're listening from, we hope you're encouraged and inspired by today's message. Come on, let's get into it tonight. Come on. Breakthrough, breakthrough, breakthrough. We titled this encounter Breakthrough. What a powerful word. Come on, how many of you know before any great movement starts, there has to be a beginning? Before any great victory, there is a starting place. Before any great success in your life, there is a starting line. I believe that before any great breakthrough, there is a beginning. You see, I had this message mapped out, and I was supposed to preach later on, but I love it because God knew I was preaching about the beginning of our breakthrough. And so he said, hey, I need you to preach night one so that Dustin can come and kill it, and Jason can come and kill it, and Pastor David can come and kill it. I love the way that God works. Listen, I know I'm not Pastor David, believe it or not. I know I'm not Dustin Bates, and you better believe I'm not even close to Jason Lozano. But what I do know is that the same God that they talk about is in this room tonight. He's ready to restore. He's ready to break through. He is ready to make all things new again. If you want to break through, give God a shout of praise. I want to take you guys back to the big, back to the beginning today. Come on, back, back, back to, to, to where it all begins for you. Where does your breakthrough begin? You see, a lot of times we tend to overlook what happens in the beginning because we get so enticed and overwhelmed with how good things look at the end. I heard somebody say this one time that anticipation crushes the present. In other words, some of you have already started anticipating Sunday, but if you start anticipating Sunday, then you'll miss what God wants to do tonight. Here's what I want to tell you today is seize every opportunity. We call it encounter weekend, not encounter moment, not encounter day, but encounter weekend because we believe that all weekend long, our job is to encounter God. Come on, I want to, I want to take you guys back to the beginning where, 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 where it all started. You see, many times we think that just because God is, is, is not moving or because we can't see him, God has stopped. I want to remind somebody today that God is not done with you yet. Yeah, yeah. God is still writing your story. You might not see it yet. And if you don't see it, I just want to remind you that maybe his sequence is not just in, in tune with your timeline because how many, you know, we all have a timeline for our lives. But how many of you know God also has a timeline? Yeah, and the difference between your timeline and God's timeline is God's timeline never fails. God's timeline always shows up on time. God's timeline puts you in the right place at the right time with the right people in the right environment with the right atmosphere with the right breakthrough right on time. Yeah, 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 yeah. I love that God, but before we were even created, God started working out the timelines. And he said, hey, There's going to be an encounter weekend in 2019. We're going to call it breakthrough. And there are some timelines that I need to put together so that there is a group of people in the room ready to receive a word that I have for them. I love how God works. See, I believe that God has a word for you tonight. Word, you see, you see, many times we like to expedite the process of God. We like to try to reach for things that we're not ready to receive. Listen, don't try to expedite God's breakthrough in your life because you will eliminate his blessing on your life if you do that. How many of you, you ever, you ever tried to expedite the process of God and instead of bringing you comfort and peace, you found out, oh man, I, I, I rushed it too early and now I'm in a bunch of pain and struggle. 
You know, it's kind of like when, when you put a hot cup of uh, a hot cocoa in a microwave and you heat it up and then you pull out, right? Super hot, super tasty, super yummy. But how many of you know just because the hot cocoa is ready does not mean that your mouth is ready to receive it? And, and, and if you start to drink it too early, then what will happen is it will put you back, causing more pain and more struggle, and you'll be just backtracking in the race that God has called you to. I believe what tonight is, is a preparation. God is saying, hey, I need you to get ready because there is a consuming fire that is about to fall on this place, and I need you to be ready to drink it. I, I, I need you to be, to be ready to drink it. Yeah, yeah, today I want to talk to you about the place where breakthrough begins. The place where breakthrough begins. Come on, how many of you in this room, you need a breakthrough today? Come on, how many of you, you just need a miracle? Maybe you need a healing. Maybe you have family members that you just need to restore relationships. Maybe you're in this room and you need a financial breakthrough. Maybe you're in this room and you just came in having a bad day, but you need a breakthrough in your attitude. Right now, we're going to begin to pray even right now in the spirit. I believe that God is going to break through to some of you. I believe that God is going to break addictions. God is going to free and deliver some people. So right now, we prophesy in this atmosphere. Come on, let's lift up our voice. This ain't a normal service. God, we just declare right now that breakthrough is coming in this place. Jesus, Jesus, the place where breakthrough begins. Come on, somebody say amen. Yeah, 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 yeah. Man, I love the story of Moses. How many of you guys know Moses in the Bible? Yeah, I love the story of Moses. You see, Moses, he was a slave born to slaves, and he found himself in a position of royalty. If you know the story, then you know that Moses was sent down the river so that he wouldn't be killed, and he found himself at the palace. If you have your Bibles today, go and open up your Bibles to to Acts 7, verse 20. We're going to be talking about the breakthrough that Moses had to go through, the process that, that Moses had to go through that I believe a lot of us in this room have to go through before we can receive a breakthrough. It's what happens in the beginning that matters. Because if you know how to start the race, then you'll know how to finish the race. I love God because he knows it from the start and the finish. He knows both sides. So he says, hey, all you have to do is know the start because you already know that you have the victory. You just need to know how to start to get to the victory. So Moses, Acts chapter 7. In just such a time, Moses was born a most beautiful baby. He was equally impressive as a thinker and an athlete. When he was 40 years old, he he wondered how everything was going with his Hebrew homies. And he went out to look things over. He saw an Egyptian abusing one of them and stepped in, avenging his underdog brother by knocking the Egyptian flat. He thought his brothers would be glad that he was on their side and even see him as an instrument of God to deliver them but they didn't see it that way. The next day, two of them were fighting and he tried to break it up. He told them to shake hands and get along with each other. Friends, you are brothers. Why are you beating up on each other? The one who had started the fight said, who put you in charge of us? Are you going to kill me like you killed the Egyptian yesterday? When Moses heard that, realizing that the word was out, he ran for his life. And he lived in exile over in Midian. Forty years later, 
in the wilderness of Mount Sinai, an angel appeared to him in the guise of flamings, uh, a, fl- a flaming burning bush. Moses, not believing his eyes, went up to take a closer look. He heard God's voice. I am the God of your fathers, the God of Abraham and Isaac and Jacob. And frightened nearly out of his skin, Moses shut his eyes and he turned away. I love this story because Moses is seated in a position of royalty. Moses is seated in a position where there is no stress, there is no worry, and there is no endangerment. And all of a sudden, his life is flipped upside down. How many of you, you ever been flipped upside down? Come on. Like your life is going great, and then all of a sudden, it is flipped upside down. See, that's what's happening to here in Moses. In other words, what's happening is is Moses is saying, hey, God, um, um, I know what you said, but I don't see it. So, so, what, so what do you do when, when, you don't, when you don't see what God said, but you see something differently? His, his, his world was, was flipped up, up, upside down. You see, I believe that, that, I believe that God oftentimes will flip our worlds upside down to see how we respond to him. I love it because uh, me and we, we went on this mission trip a few weeks ago and, and we went out to New York City where we fed homeless people and we did all this homeless outreach and, and we went and we threw a basketball tournament three on three. It was crazy. It was cool. All these kids were like little LeBron James everywhere. And it was awesome. We walked out there. We were like, yo, we feel like superheroes. We come to save the community. People are going to love us. People are going to eat food because of us. So we get to this basketball tournament. It's a three-on-three tournament. And we're having a great day. We're burning in the sun for Jesus. We're like, yeah, anything for you, God. And then this kid comes up to me. And we were refereeing the games. And this kid comes up to me. And he's like, hey. And I thought he was like going to dap me up. Be like, yo, thanks so much for flying thousands of miles to be here, man. I, 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 I ate a meal because of you. And like, like, man, we're homies. Like, follow me on Instagram. This kid came up to me. He's like, hey, yo, ref, you suck. All of a sudden, it started this like chain reaction of all these little kids coming up to me. And one of them, one of them came up to me, hey, you ever played basketball in your life? How can you shoot straight when you ain't even got a straight hairline? I started, bro, I started like looking at my hairline. I was like, what's wrong with my hairline? I went home that night. I started taping that thing up. <laughs> man, how many of you know, man, I went from a hero to a zero. Like, like, man, like, you know, like sometimes kids say stuff and you're like, oh, man, that's just a punk kid. But then you go home and you're like, oh, my gosh, I'm like questioning my whole life. You know, that's, that was me in my dorm room. I was like, oh, my gosh, what I do? God, I thought that you were going to bring me here and, and deliver all these awesome people and everybody was going to receive salvation. But how many know, just like Moses, I went from the palace to the wilderness. Many times in our lives, God will send you to the palace, but then he will immediately send you to the wilderness. You see... Here's something that you have to, to, to understand about this life is that many times in life that I've learned is that God will give you through seasons, but only after breaking seasons. God will give you through seasons, but only after he gives you breaking seasons. You see, here's the thing that you have to understand about breakthrough is breakthrough is not a moment. Breakthrough is a process. Did you know that just like the church and English class on this is also a two part word. Mm. I'm going to take y'all to, to church and English class all in the same time. Listen, you got to break and then you go through. But you got to break and then you go through. But you got to break before you get through it. 
But a lot of times people ask for breakthrough, but they don't want breakthrough. What they really want isn't a round through. God, I need a breakthrough. But I don't want to go through all that. God, God, God I, I want a breakthrough, but is there any way that you can give me an overthrough so that I don't have to go through the mess, so that I don't have to go through the hurt, so that I don't have to deal with the stuff in the middle because I know it's going to hurt. God says if you want a breakthrough, you got to break and then you go through. you got to break and then you go through. you got to break before you get through. Yeah, yeah, yeah. See, here's what I believe tonight. I believe that what God wants to do in this place is break some people. Why would God say that he wants to break some people? Because God loves broken people. See, before, before you get through it, you got you to gotta break. I don't want an around through. I don't want an over through. I don't want an under through. I don't want all these different kinds of through. God says, if you want a breakthrough, then you have to be okay breaking. Why do people not like breakthrough? Because breaking hurts. Breaking is painful. Anybody ever broke a bone before? Come on, breaking leaves scars. Breaking, breaking uh, causes, causes fear. You know, I used to work out. I used to. I would wake up every morning at 7 a.m. And I would go work out. And the thing that I hated about working out is it was supposed to make me feel stronger. But every single day I woke up, I felt weaker. And so, so I would wake up and I'd go work out. And then I'd wake up and for some reason, the same weight that I pushed the day before got heavier. I was like, what's going on? And then I would walk around and my legs would be like this. I was like, I, I, I just look stupid. I don't look strong. Here's what I learned about working out after I did some research. And then I quit. Is that as I began to work out, what would happen to my body is that there were these tiny little lacerations and rips and tears that would insert themselves into my muscles. You see, that's what happens when everybody works out. But it's not to make you weaker. It's to create more space so that you can build more muscle. The thing that I love about God is that he says, hey, I want to break you, not so that you can be weaker, but so that I can expand you, so that I can increase your faith, so that I can make you bigger, so that the next giant can be taller. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I want to break you. I want to make more space. I want to expand you. That's why it's called, that's why it's called a breakthrough. I feel this so strong in the room today. Maybe some of you haven't received your breakthrough, not because you haven't prayed enough, not because you haven't believed enough, but because you haven't been broken enough in the presence of God to realize that you need him to face the next giant that you're facing. That's why I love Moses. Moses didn't know it yet, but Moses was going to lead God's people. Moses was the man that he said, Moses, you are going to be a pioneer among my people. But before you can pioneer, I need you to break. Because until you break, you can't see my face. You, you, you ever like, you ever cut onions? Cut onions? And there's so many layers to these onions until you get to the core of the onion. Here's what I believe. I believe today God wants to cut off 
the layers of the onion and the things that people have said about you and the lifestyle that you used to live. But God says, no, 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 I want to break it off so that I can see what's underneath. So it's what's happening with, with Moses. See, John 12, 24 says, truly I say to you, unless a grain of wheat falls into the ground and dies it remains alone but if it dies it bears much fruit i love this scripture because what this scripture is saying is hey if you want a seed to be planted in your life and grow then it is needing to go through a death process it has to go through a weathering process it has to go through a breaking process Man, I don't know about you, but I believe that there are some seeds that God is wanting to plant in this room. Seeds of legacy, seeds of impossible dream, seeds of destiny, seeds that you didn't even know were inside of you. But I believe before you can experience the fruit of the seed, something inside you has to die. You see, the worst thing that you could do is come to Encounter Weekend and hold on to everything that the pastors preach, hold on to everything that God does, and never let yourself break in this moment. Because the scripture says, hey, if you are not willing to break, then I can't make you live again. What's this. God cannot fix people that are not broken. God cannot work on your life if you're not willing to be vulnerable. That's why I want to live a life that is broken. I want to live a life that people can look at me and say, man, that guy's messed up. And I say, man, I know that I'm messed up, but I have a God that's not messed up. And he's working on my life right now. I want, I, I want to live a life that, that's, that's broken. You see, God can't fix something that isn't broken. God doesn't like whole people. He likes broken people. God doesn't like people that have it all together, or at least pretend that they have it all together. God loves people that admit that they don't have it all together. Yeah, yeah, you see, you see, is anybody thankful that they serve a God? That even in your mess, and even in the clay, and even in the dirt and the mud, he said, you know what? I'm not afraid of getting in the mud with you, but I'm going to pick up the pieces of your life again and put them back together. I've learned not to be afraid of being broken because I serve a master that specializes in putting the pieces of life back together. Yeah, yeah. A lot of times we think of brokenness as a bad thing. We think, oh, oh, because it's broken, it has no value. Because it's broken, we can't use it. Because it's broken, it's lost its purpose. God says, I love broken people. I know you don't understand it. That's why it takes faith to believe it. But when you are broken, I can do something with your life. Man, I want to live a life that is broken. Why is Moses, who did nothing wrong in the wilderness... Because there was a seed inside of Moses that had to die in the wilderness before it could bear fruit in the palace. Come on, I, man, I just so strongly believe this, that even right now, God is planting seeds in hearts. There's seeds that are falling from heaven right now, and he's planting them in your hearts. And he's saying, hey, guess what? I will water it as long as you will break it. I believe that this weekend is, 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 a, is a harvest season. 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I, I don't want to. I don't want to walk out of this place just remembering what happened. But I want this to not just be an encounter weekend. But I want this to be an encounter lifestyle where I say, man, I am willing to break. I'm not afraid of breaking. I'm not afraid to break things off of me. I'm not afraid to break depression and break the world and break sin. Oh, but I want to look more like God. So that requires me to break. I want to be broken. I want to be broken. I want to live a life that, that, that's, that's broken, broken from my desires, broken from my past, broken from addictions and bondages, broken from bad relationships, broken from fear, death, and destruction, broken from the world, but all broken for Jesus. Man, I want to live a life that's broken. Come on, somebody say broken. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You see, that's why you need brave life in your life. Come on, brave life is right around the corner. That's why you need brave life. You don't need another concert. You don't need another conference. You don't need another leadership book. What you need is discipleship. And what discipleship will do is it will teach you how to break. It will teach you how to surrender. It will teach you how to die to yourself. It will teach you how to break things off of your life that you never thought were possible. Come on, you need brave life. Turn to your neighbor and say, you need brave life. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, you need brave life. See, watch this, watch this, watch this. Moses didn't. You see, if Moses didn't, if Moses didn't break in the wilderness, he never would have seen the face of God. If Moses wasn't broken in the wilderness, he never would have seen the face of God. Sometimes God will make you walk in wilderness seasons for one reason and one reason only, just so that you can be reminded of his face again. Yeah, sometimes, sometimes like, like we, we give so much credit to the enemy. Sometimes we say, man, the devil put us here. Sometimes we're like, man, we're broken because the enemy is just attacking my life. What if God put you there so that you could be reminded of his goodness, of his fullness, of his life, of what he did for you on the cross, of the things that he has for you, of the breakthrough that is on the other side of your wilderness. It's funny because Moses was walking through the wilderness for 40 years and we give up after praying for 40 minutes. God said, I need some people that are going to be resilient in the wilderness. Yeah. I want to see who's hungry to see my face again. I want to see who's willing to stick it out and walk back and forth and turn. Oh, God, I feel like the sun. You see, he's, he's walking through the sun. Moses is walking through the sun just like this. Watch, Moses is walking through the sun for 40 years. Where's God? Where's God? Oh, where's God? God, where are you, God? God, where's God? God, God, I need your face. Where's God? It's funny because a lot of us, we would have given up after four hours. He keeps walking. God, God, where's God? A few weeks pass. God, where's God? A few years pass. God, where's God? God, I need to see your face again. God says, stay faithful. Stay faithful. Stay committed. Stay patient. Know that I am God. Know that I'm working all things together for the good of those who are loved and are called according to my purpose. Where's God? Where's God? 35 years past, 36 years past, 37 years past, and on 40, he passes a bush. That bush is on fire. The bush is on fire. Nobody's here. The bush is on fire. He walks up to the bush. I imagine one of those little Fortnite bushes. 
God's hiding in the Fortnite bush. Says, this is God, the father of Abraham, Jacob, and Isaac. He says, wow, that's God. I found him after 40 years because I stayed faithful, because I wasn't afraid to break, because I wasn't afraid of the wilderness. Watch this. You can sit down. Watch this, Acts 7, verse 33. God's talking to Moses in the fortnight bush. God said, hey, I want you to kneel and I want you to pray. Oh, I love this. I want you to kneel and I want you to pray. You are in a holy place. Oh, man. How are you going to call this a holy place? Ain't nothing holy about the wilderness. You are on holy ground. It's just a bunch of dirt. This ain't made of gold. Like this ain't holy ground. I've seen the agony of my people in Egypt. I've heard their groans. I've come to help them. So get yourself ready. Come on, get yourself ready. Because there's a breakthrough that's coming. Get yourself ready because you've been walking in the wilderness for so long and guess what? Your victory is on the other side. Get yourself ready. I need you to lift your head up, Moses, because I know you've been discouraged. I know you feel like you missed your shot. I know you feel like you can't make it, but I need you to get yourself ready because I'm sending you back to Egypt. Write this down. What if the wilderness that you're walking through is sacred ground? What if the wilderness that you are trying to discredit, God was trying to use as a platform of promotion? Mm. I love it because God says, hey, listen, don't discredit this wilderness. No, 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 because this territory is territory that you own. This territory is where you will bring my people to. This territory that you thought was rock bottom is actually going to be a foundation for me to release my Israelites into. And when people get lost in the wilderness, you will be able to show them the way. So Moses, I need you to get ready. Come on, I believe that God is saying, hey, brave church, I need you to get ready. Brave church, I need you to prepare yourself because the weight of glory that is about to fall on this room will crush you if you're not ready. But if you would stand up and say, oh, my shoulders are broad. I'm not afraid of the weight. I'm not afraid of the breaking. Oh, the glory of God will fall down in your life. Yeah, yeah, come on. Does anybody want to experience some of God's glory right now? Come on, just raise your hands just like this. God, I pray right now that you would release your glory. God, that you would send your spirit like a consuming fire. God, right now, Jesus, rain your glory down right now. Just down right now, God. Rain your glory down right now, God. Rain your glory down right now. Just like Moses saw you in the bush, God. I pray that you would reveal your face to us because we know that we are on sacred ground. Not afraid of the wilderness. You guys can sit down. I'm not afraid of the wilderness. I'm not afraid of the wilderness. I'm not afraid of the wilderness. You, you, you ever walk into an art studio and you see how much the paintings cost? And then you look at the painting, and then you look at the price, and then you look at the painting, 
and then you look at the price and you look at the painting and you say, that's not a painting. That, that, that's a coffee stain on a piece of paper. I'm saying? Then you go to this guy's art studio. I had a friend, he had an art studio. He's like, yo, come check out my art studio. I walk in the studio, there's paint everywhere. There's stuff everywhere. He's like, this is my art studio where I create things. I'm like, no, this is not an art studio. This is a dirty studio. You need to clean this thing up. It's like one of those like, like TLC shows, Hoarders. I'm like, bro, you need to get your life together. But the thing that I love about it is that I saw a mess, but he saw meaning. The thing that I love about God is that he says, hey, the artwork doesn't get its value from the bystander. The artwork gets its value through the creator. Yeah, 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 yeah. See, 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 he said, Moses, I want you to know that this is sacred ground. Everybody else is going to look at you and say that this is a mess. But guess what? I am sending you back with meaning. You People look at it and say, oh, all I see is dirt. Guess what? God is going to use that dirt to mold something and, and do something again in your life. I'm so glad that I serve a God that's not afraid to get messy. He's not afraid to get messy. He's not afraid to pick up broken pieces. He's not afraid to, to make a masterpiece out of nothing. I want you to kneel and I want you to pray. Sometimes I think that we raise our hands so that we can look good. God's like, hey, I don't care how high you raise your hands to look good. I'm looking for the person that gets a little bit undignified on their face before God and says, God, I can't do it if you don't come right now. So I don't care what people say about me. God, I just want you. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's funny because we walk into church. We walk into church. We want to be the best dressed one. We want to make sure that everybody's looking at us when we worship so we come to the front. God's like, I'm not concerned about that. I'm concerned about the people that walk in broken, that aren't afraid to look messy, that aren't afraid to get a little undignified, that aren't afraid to lift their hands and shout unto God with a voice of triumph because of what he's doing in your life. I don't care what they're doing. I'm concerned about what you're doing. I know it looks messy, but there's meaning. So this ground is sacred ground. He says, this ground looks messy, but I'm about to produce a message out of it. I'm about to release some Israelites so that you can guide them back home to me, baby, to the promised land. Oh, we're not done yet. We're not done yet. We're not done yet. We're not done yet. Come on. Almost done. Almost done. Come on, God's not done cleaning up the mess. Anybody thankful that God's not done with you yet? Anybody thankful that God is not done cleaning up your mess? That God's still working on your life? Oh, that God still sees hope even when you don't? Come on. So God tells Moses, Moses, I'm not done with you yet. I know it looks messy. It's okay. That's part of the breaking. Anything that breaks looks messy. You drop a, a glass, a, a bottle on the floor. All of a sudden, the shatters everywhere. Guess what? It's going to look messy. And then people walk on it, and there's going to be blood everywhere. Guess what? It's going to be messy, but it's okay because I'm still working on you. I never want to get to the place in my faith where I say, you know what? God, I made it. 
I never want to get to the place in my faith where I say, man, I don't need another encounter weekend because I've been there and I've done that. Man, I never want to get to the place where I say, oh man, I'm leading a great movement, so you know what? I can relax. No, no, no. I want to be the most broken person in the room. I want to walk in the room and say, man, I'm not afraid if I'm a leader. I'm not afraid if I'm a pastor. I'm not afraid if I'm the only student in my school that will raise their hands. I'm not afraid to be broken. Come on. Come on. I see a lot of broken people in this room. It's beautiful. Come on, because I believe that God's going to start fixing something. Watch this. He tells Moses, Moses, I'm not done with you yet. I want you to go back. Somebody say, go back. You see, I can only imagine the, 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 the questions and the concerns that he has. Wait, you want me to go back? I just spent 40 years in the wilderness. You want me to go back to there? That was the place that I killed him in. I can't go back there. That was the place that I was exiled from. I cannot go. That was the place that not even my own people accepted me, but they rejected me. How can I go back? God says, hey, I want you to go back to the same place, but this time I want you to return with a new purpose. In other words, hey, I might be sending you back to the same area, but I want you to go with a new assignment. You see, that's what God does in the wilderness is he will show you his face through a burning bush or through a circumstance or through a struggle, not so that you can run from Egypt, but so that you can run back to Egypt. Yeah, yeah, yeah. In other words, what I'm trying to say is this. You know, it's easy to come to an encounter weekend and feel good and feel fired up and feel like God is an awesome God. But God doesn't care about what you do at encounter. He cares about what you do on your Monday. When you have to go back into your workplace, when you have to go back into your school, when you have to walk back into your household and in your community and in your neighborhood. Listen, God does not want Brave Church to be a water container. He wants us to be a water supply. What's the difference? A container is something that holds water. A supply is something that releases water. I want to be not a holder, but a releaser. That even when people walk by this driveway right here, all of a sudden, faith is released into the atmosphere. Breakthrough is released into the atmosphere. When I go to work, I step in. All of a sudden, there's a remnant of the presence of God everywhere I step. I want to be. I want to be a releaser. I want to be a releaser. I don't want to be a holder. I want to be a releaser. So when God gives me joy, guess what? I'm going to go release joy on somebody. When God gives me blessing, I'm going to go release blessing on somebody. When God pours out his anointing on me, I'm going to go and I'm going to release it on somebody else. And I'm going to pray for somebody. And I'm going to believe that God put me in the wilderness so that I can lead people through it and discover the way out. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I I don't want to be a holder. I want to be a releaser. Come on. Anybody want to be a releaser in this room tonight? Come on. Like, I, I, don't, I don't want to what happens to me at Encounter Weekend for me to just hold on to it and put it on a shelf and say, man, that was cool in 2019. No, no, no. I want to go and I want to begin to release it. Yeah, God wants us to be a water supply, not a water container. How do you get, how do you get water out of a supply? There has to be a hole. How do you make a hole? You got to break a hole. In other words, water doesn't leak out of a container because it has no hole because it's not broken. Water supply has to have an exit point and an entry point. In other words, just like Pastor David, he said, I want, I want there to be a fire hydrant. How do you get a fire hydrant open? You got to break the lock. Yeah, I believe that God wants to break some locks in your life so that you can begin to release some living water on some people. 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I, I don't want to be a container. I want to be a contaminant. I don't want to be something that holds water. I want to walk around and I want my life to be contagious. I want to contaminate my coworker. I want to contaminate the person at the grocery store. I want to contain. I want it to be like a sickness that I'm spreading viruses everywhere but it's not a virus it's called faith that when I walk into a grocery store people say there's something different about you yeah guess what I went to encounter weekend God broke some stuff off of me and now I'm releasing it to the world he says go back he says go back he says go back listen I have one more story for you is that okay I got one more story it's funny because Breaking sounds easy until you get to that point. Then all of a sudden, you have to make the conscious decision, hey, am I going to stay stuck in the same situation or am I going to allow God to break me? I want to live a life that's broken. Listen, in 2003, there was this expert rock climber. His name was Aaron Ralston. He was on an excursion in a canyon. He didn't take a cell phone. He didn't tell anybody that he was gone. That's smart. And he goes and he starts to traverse this canyon and he gets to the bottom of the canyon. All of a sudden, there's a boulder on top of the canyon that fell and pinned his arm between the wall and the boulder. For three days, he spent his nights and his days trapped to that boulder. He ate everything that he had in his in his backpack and all of the water that he had and on the third day hitting disillusionment and in desperation he said man the only way that i'm gonna get out is for me to amputate my arm and so he he, he digs in his bag for the closest thing that he can find to, to amputate his arm and he finds a two inch dull pocket knife this is a true story and he begins to cut through the skin he gets to the ligaments then he gets to the tendons then he gets to the nerves but he can't break the bone because the 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 pocket knife is too dull to cut through the bone so he passes out and on the fourth day he wakes up losing 25 percent of his his water and and almost 50 percent of his blood in his body and he said hey listen the only way that i'm going to get out of here is if i break it and so, and so he takes his arm and, and, and he, he, he had to break his arm. I mean, that's painful. Come on. Anybody ever break their arm on purpose like that? No, put your hands down. You ain't never done that. Liars. But I love it because it wasn't until he was able to break it that he was able to make it out. I believe this tonight. We're going to open up these altars and I believe that God is going to shine his face down on us just like Moses did. But you will never get free from your boulder and you will never get free from your sin. You will never get free from your addiction if you do not amputate it. Come on, would you stand up to your feet with me today? Because I believe that what is about to happen is something new. It's a new beginning for brave. It's a new beginning for your life. I believe that God is going to brand this church with a new identity. So God, I declare right now that depression would be broken in the name of Jesus. That suicidal thoughts would be broken in the name of Jesus. God, that fear, anxiety, doubt, and discouragement would be broken in the name of Jesus. God, 
God. I pray that financial struggle would be broken in the name of Jesus. I pray that demonic oppression would be broken in the name of Jesus. God, I pray that you would break the lid off of this atmosphere, God, and that your glory and your spirit and your anointing would rain down on us. Listen, I'm going to count to three. I'm going to count to three. And I'm not going to ask you to walk. I'm not going to ask you to jog. I'm going to ask you to run to these altars. Because I believe what's about to happen at this altar is a burning bush kind of moment that maybe you've been running back and forth for 40 years or maybe four years or maybe even just four minutes before you walked into this door. But I believe God is going to say, hey, if you would take off the blinders of your eyes, then I could begin to break something inside of you. Come on. I'm not asking you to walk. I'm not asking you to jog. I'm asking you to run because here's what I know. Is this at this altar? It's at the altar that they used to, to kill the animals. They used to break the animals. Until one day, Jesus came. It says in the Bible that he was pierced for our transgressions and he was crushed for our sins. And the punishment that we deserved was upon him. So here's what I know that even if you feel broken, guess what? I already know that there was a victor that paid it all for you. And so all you have to do is say, God, I need you here at the altar. So God, I release in this atmosphere your Holy Spirit. I pray that you would come and that you would reign as the band begins to sing. I believe that there is a breakthrough that's about to happen in this room. I believe that God is going to break and wreck and rearrange and change the things Thanks for joining us for today's message from Brave Church. For more information or to get in touch with us, visit us at bravemiami.com.